Hey, good day, everybody. This is Wesley Pepper here, and you're tuned to my podcast, Wesley Pepper's Art Lexia. And um, in the next in the next three episodes, I'm going to be talking about COVID-19. Um, the theme is COVID-19, so we're going to be um, discussing the um, pros and cons, or, or, or rather, when like what's really going on. We're going to look at the. Um, I'm going to be interviewing people, three different people, to talk about their views on it, and one of them being a co- uh, a, a COVID survivor. Um, and the reason for all of this is is behind is that my um, social media feed is just full of conspiracy theories, alternative rea- uh, alternative theories, should I say, or alternative truths, or even half-truths, or fake news, or whatever you want to, however you want to classify it. And, it. and it's really just been destroying my brain, because me, like everybody else, we need to make a living. And all of these theories is just making everything just really, it's, 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 it's really just, it's just upsetting. So, you know, given, given that the arts, we travel a lot in the arts, you know, we go to multiple venues, uh, multiple cities, countries, etc. And we need to, so, you know, our movement um, from, from year onwards is going to be traced and um, I need to make money. So, um, and I need to make a living. So I need to, so the idea was to, um, was, was, was to talk about it over the course of three episodes and see if we can unpack all these, um, all these things that's going on and hopefully you can clear your mind and give me some peace of mind. So in today's episode, we're talking to Julian Skulls. Um, he's a student from, or he used to be a law student. He'll explain that to you in the interview. Um, he used to be in Bloemfontein, um, but now he's actually, yeah, I know he's been also, he was like many other students have been, um, had to go back home. Um, you know, there's no more student life on campus. Um, they had to do all this online learning. Um, I don't know if that's the right word, but um, he'll explain that to us later. And um we're going to be asking, or we're going to be talking, well, I'm going to be asking him about um, his views on all these conspiracy theories, on, on COVID itself, is it impacting him mentally, is it impacting, and how is, it, and how is he trying to deal or cope with it moving forward. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode, um, and I'll talk to you towards the end, at the end of the episode. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, good afternoon, world. So, yeah, I mean, like I said in the intro, we're going to be talking about um, um, we're going to have the COVID conversation today, and I'm talking to Julian Skulls. He's my cousin from my dad's side. He's a young fella, but he's a clever man. He's got a very big brain, I'd like to think, and he's a, he's a law student. So, Julian, welcome for my... Hi, cousin. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's good to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you, man. It's good to have you. Um, just again, just for my, just for my listeners, um, you know, we had to, we had to kind of pull, pull the show in the 11th hour. Because guys are just dropping me, man. So I'm appreciative. Thank you for coming through, man. I like the fact you're spontaneous and everything. And I know you got like a big brain, mm-hmm. and I mean it in a good yeah. way. Um, so we need, we've got a bunch of things we want to talk about. Yes. Um, so just before we start, just tell us like where you're from and what you do. Well, I am from Kimlin, Northern Cape, right now, and I am an LLB graduate from the University of Free State. Yeah, man. Lekker, yeah. lekker, yeah. law student. Not the best, not the best time to be a law uh, student at the moment. But yeah, 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 yeah. We'll um we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, man. I know that. Um, yeah. Anyway, before let's not jump the gun. So let's jump. Let me ask you. Let me let me jump in here, man. So 
in the intro, I was talking about um, I was talking about how COVID has uh, has changed our world. Just to yeah. give uh, just to give you some understanding. Yes. Um, I know that in the art world, um, what the artists what the artists were battling with the most um, throughout throughout twenty twenty was the fact that nobody knows what tomorrow or next week or next month is going to be like. Definitely. I know as a student that it will probably be even worse. Yes. Right? Definitely. The anxiety plays a major role in a lot of students' um, their capacity to work. Uh-huh. So definitely from the switch being from face-to-face classes to online, it was a major adjustment for a lot of students. And um, yeah. That's we just had to deal with it, I guess. Take it as it came. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Yeah. Um, I know that. I know that last year I was talking to I had three episodes. Yeah, three. Okay. Uh, where we spoke about how parents were coping with um, parents with young kids that mm-hmm. were coping with. Um, I know a lot of schooling had to be done at home. I know a friend of mine. Um, actually, uh, she was complaining. Um, that. The amount of work that they were receiving was so big, so our phone mm, uh, mm. didn't have the capacity capacity to do it, and it eventually messed up. Yeah, and um, it became a storage place uh, because she only used her devices for entertainment because she worked from home. Yeah, now all of the things, the 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 devices now multi, you know, is useful for so many things. I know that caused a problem. Uh, did you guys experience a similar thing as a student, like um, um with online um classes? For myself, not necessarily. Like I was privileged enough to have a laptop and a phone. Mm-hmm. So, but I know a lot of students in my class did have and suffer from that problem. Where, um, basically, what happened was in the beginning of the year we went online full based, and we were on campus for our first semester for about four months. We took a break for a month, and then what was more difficult, especially like um, I was a final year. Mm-hmm. And what was more difficult was that in finishing our degree, the we our second semester was supposed to be originally five to six months. Yeah. Um, right. And, and then because of the effects of COVID and the varsity wanted to end very quickly, um, we had to push a six-month or five-month semester into two and a half months, sure. which obviously meant every single week you had five or six um, assignments test due. Uh-huh. And that obviously had caused a lot of... Um, anxiety among students. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. And now you got to work on your own, huh? Definitely. Um, everything was online. Some people obviously took some chances, you know, <laughs> a phone call, um, you know, like, help me here, I'll help you out here. But at the end of the day, the what helped was that the university had a no-student-left-behind policy. So okay, what's that about? In terms of that, um, there was room for... for um, not allowing any student to basically fail on the first go. So if they had a problem with connectivity or storage space, they didn't have the proper documentation or slides or mm-hmm. any material that they needed, study material, mm-hmm. the varsity would um, take their complaints to art and then from there um, they would try and make sure that that student was accommodated. Sure. Okay. So, yeah. You're trying to be humane. Very much. And it's very weird because before, the prior to our yeah, final yeah. year and prior COVID, um, the voice didn't necessarily follow that yeah, specific yeah. route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Crazy. That's interesting. I didn't know that. That yeah. that is actually clean. Uh, just just two more, just two questions on that now. Yeah. Uh, for interest sake. So, uh, one assignment or one. Um, oh, first, how many subjects did you have? I had eight in my final semester. Eight. Yes. So, out of those eight subjects, uh, 
you know, I, 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 would, I would talk more how, how practical this whole thing was. So okay. if your lecture was sent you your work, um, how big were those files and, 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 and what software mm. did you um, did you guys use? So basically, we we used what we call Blackboard as our online mm. forum that we used. Yeah. Mm. So that was where we could access all our study material, all the announcements pertaining to any changes to test times, test, test dates. And... That's where we had access to tests and submitting assignments. Mm. So we could just download it directly from Blackboard. But the problem was sometimes, you know, especially it was, I I always believe like hard work, but like you should be able to, to um, if, they, if the varsity sets up a specific um, routine for you, mm-hmm. you can, you can follow it. But that's just not realistic in some students. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's situations like a lot of students I know that's coming from different spheres of the country. Um, they don't have access to internet, so they have to travel far distances. Yeah. Or their situation at home doesn't allow them to study really um, conducively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically then they wouldn't be able to download the material um, or if they wanted to, they would have to, because they didn't have internet access, they couldn't access um, online classes. So what would happen? They would have to download the audios. I mean, an audio... Depending on how long it would be, it's probably like two, three hundred megabytes. Sure. So that means that students have to buy data. Yeah. If you don't buy data, that means, and you have less storage space. Yeah. You have to delete audios that you can't go back before on your phone, and it, it causes yeah. a lot of problems. Yeah. Jeez, I just didn't think of that. Yeah. Just a I lot didn't... of problems. Wow. Shit, man. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 how long? How long were you guys? Uh, Working under that uh, uh, system or process, it was how many how many months last year? It was basically from March till the oh, end of the year. Till she December. was, yeah, she was. Um, but luckily, um, through it all, the university was very understanding. So um, I can't say the same for certain other universities, to this my knowledge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but they were very helpful. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, one thing I picked up uh, last year. Uh, was um, I think it was a really time for for people to show their real face. Yes. And capitalism showed its real face in a mm-hmm. hardcore way. Uh, mm-hmm. My landlord, <laughs> what an asshole! Um, mm-hmm. What an asshole! So even though um, yeah, some some people came 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 to the party and others didn't. Um, mm-hmm. um, and I, and I think for academic that that was very interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and it also made G was like I don't know uh, if you have all these. Uh, this, this, if you must have this large amount of space in your phone, which you don't have, if you're mm-hmm. going to lose files, mm-hmm. your files get corrupted. It's, it's if bad. you lose it, uh, say your kid brother or kid picks up the phone and yeah. just see, man, hardcore. And especially as a final year, I feel like final years really had it rough. Yeah. Because um, with our LB, we had to, we finished with our honors. So we had to do our thesis in our last year. Yeah. We didn't have any access to libraries. Shit. Um, or online campus. They had... They had all the books that you yeah. could go through yeah, yeah. to do your research. We basically had to do all our research online. Shit. So in terms of Ordered. that, yeah. And like online is such a big world, you must navigate, you will find it's a process and a process. Exactly. Shit, man. So it was really rough. Yeah, I get it. Mm. Shit. Uh, I, oof, rough one. Yeah. Uh, on that day, I know that you, uh, you raised points on um, anxiety I know that that was probably one of the biggest things in 2020. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people were dealing with that. Um, and we sort of want to come back to that, but in a different manner. But mm-hmm. So, moving from there, man. Um, 
let me just let me just give you some insight into uh into what the art world or how the, the art world too had to uh you know guys were guys were doing a lot of stuff um musicians were streaming and there's not a lot of money in streaming in fact there's zero money in streaming so musicians went to when went to that platform but there's still a, like a debate on how how to monetize it yeah. visual art i know like with book week um they did a virtual book week and I don't think in terms of sales that might not have been that successful but I know the heat counter and like I mean they really pushed they really tried but um, I don't think that there was um, because we don't have a large in, in, in South Africa we don't have a you, you know or rather what people spend most of the time on South Africa social media yeah, uh, Facebook and WhatsApp in particular okay. uh, so yeah e-commerce and, 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 and trading or even um, um, what's um crypto and stuff like that we're not really the vast majority at least isn't and that i think that that's where the money is but um a lot of guys so i think we are still have to school people um, um um on that and that gave a lot of people too much anxiety and stress basically you know and um what i've um what i've what i realized towards the end of last year was that now this thing with covid Mm-hmm. Um, when government um, was it just before Christmas, was after Christmas when they when they um, when they up when they went back to level three. Yeah. Um, I know that a lot of musicians got um, does a lot of big like big paying gigs in um, so it's that um, that last week of the year leading to New Year's Eve. Those are big big paying gigs. So mm-hmm. all of that shit got cancelled. So oh. um, I know that also kind of left like a like a bit of a void. And what making things complicated now is that now there's this whole talk about the vaccine and um, with the art world, because of my network, a lot of my network was kind of pan-African, it's not kind of ease, but not everybody, of course, you know, there's, you know, there's a bit of everybody there. But even so, uh, the reason why I mentioned pan-African is because that's generally now seen as being anti-vax, yeah. at least according to what I can see. So... Before I um before before we before we jump deeper into um in, in, into that, just off the just off the just just off the uh, of the top of your head, uh, so COVID okay. has been around for it's now less just over nine months. Do you yeah. know anybody personally that is that got uh, affected and that passed away? I just know people, um, friends of mine and acquaintances that have gotten COVID, um, but nobody that really passed away. They actually did recover. You don't know anybody personally? No. No? No. I know of five. Wow. That just shows the, yeah. the effect. In fact, somebody just down the road here from my mother's house. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Uh, she was actually a teacher at Leanne's school. Leanne is my sister, by the way. My younger sister. That was shocking. Yeah. yeah. Um, her, yeah. Um, and, uh, but most of the people who I knew who passed away last year actually got cancer. Wow. The, the the vast majority and that's over five. Yeah. Um actually six I think. All of cancer. Yeah. So that is that was some eerie, yeah, man. That yeah. was some that was some messed up stuff. So okay, so if you don't know anybody, so the pandemic is not didn't affect you personally except via your school. So does that affect your uh, 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 opinion about the virus? Do you think it's you do you or rather let me start off here? What's your what's your take? What do you think of COVID nineteen? Give me your opinion on well, COVID for yeah. me, it's 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 affected the global economy, not just South Africa, but the global economy as a whole. Um, I was, you know, 
because I'm, I'm a, I, I was a law student, I was reading a lot of articles from certain private firms. Mm. And one firm in particular mentioned that um, the biggest effect that COVID had in the entire world was that on the maritime industry. Mm. So the export, the import and transfer of goods um, from one country to the other. So what that means is that because the borders were closed mm. and especially like how um, shipping works is they go from one country to the other and then they rent out a specific part in their country to um, almost rest their ship. Mm. That was cancelled. You can't rest your ship there because of COVID. Mm, mm, so now mm, mm, everything had an impact from imports to exports. You can't import from, let's say, China or Asia or from America, especially in the, um, in Africa. So that had a big impact, like globally. And obviously, a lot of companies had had um, a lot of yeah. Um, they had a, there was a lot of disadvantages that they had to face, especially with retrenchments, closing down big departments, especially from my my field. Um, so COVID has really affected me besides academically. Yeah, yeah. Now that I'm a graduate, um, we all we all usually go the commercial route of doing your articles first, but going to a private industry, going into private yeah. uh, industry. So go to a private firm, you go and do your articles and that's that. Mm. Right now, firms aren't taking in that many people because they either um, have retrenched, yeah. they have closed down big departments yeah. and... That leaves a lot of law graduates um, who has outstanding fees ranging from yeah. four, five hundred yeah. thousand rand. Sure. How are they going to pay that off sure. right now? And some universities, um, to the best of my knowledge, <laughs> um, I specifically Vits, they are very hard on getting their money back. Yeah. There was a student Apparently. from Vits, a colored girl, who was finishing a medicine degree, and she, Vits was... Um, it was corruption with her scholarship and they didn't pay her out since her third year. Jesus. So she had about just over 400,000 rand worth of outstanding fees and Fitz didn't want her to graduate because of that. They wanted them her money. Yeah, their money. Yeah, yeah. So right now she went online. Uh, she's a crowdfund, wasn't it? Yes. I read of that. Yeah. I think it's a Muslim or an Indian girl. I think it was a... Uh, I remember that. Yeah. 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 Um, so she's like now, she got a funding um, and luckily she went online and asked for funding and people actually came through. Uh, uh. So that's just in a nutshell how it has affected a lot of students. Yeah, and, I get it. But talking from a different perspective, you know, COVID is a, um, well, there's a lot of conspiracies going around. Yeah, we'll with, get to the conspiracy. Yeah, and I'd rather <laughs> not get into that now, but it is... It's affected everything, so I think the main thing that it's that's got um that's gone down to is how you can keep your mental health sane. Sure. Yeah. That's actually a very cool answer, Jules. Yeah. That's a pretty cool answer. Yeah. Um. So so I'll tell you I'll tell you how um I'll tell you how it affected me, and then yeah. we'll talk and then we'll bring in the um the conspiracy and we we'll, yeah. and, we'll, and we'll and we'll get to the vaccine. Okay. So, um, because because I know people personally that passed away. And um, like my auntie that dropped me today, mm-hmm. uh, that I had it. She actually got infected twice. Wow. Um, so Sorry. yeah, that was pretty hardcore. So I was actually interested to know like how, like how and how and what that worked. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. um, how how I've how I've seen it because our industry came to a standstill. So the the just the inconvenience. 
mm-hmm. just the inconvenience behind that um i guess made it frustrating yeah but um I've actually seen it. Um, I would say that the inconvenience about forty percent of it, but I think about sixty percent of it on my side it was a bit. Um, I wouldn't say an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like like boom, like it was this major opportunity for everyone to do everything. But I think the situation is a bit more abstract, more complex than that. Okay. But it definitely, uh, 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 it definitely made. Um, yeah, I think we've got an incredible opportunity here to start something that has never been done before. Or to change people's perspectives in certain ways and to give them new content, and I thought, I thought so. So I've kind of because because you 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 know that we're dealing with the fourth industrial revolution, yeah. which has actually gone silent last year, or at least the hype or media hype around it mm-hmm. has gone silent last year. So most jobs are being automated. So what's happening now is was bound to happen. Yeah. Anyway, so it's like seriously fast track. So that's kind of where I'm coming in. So I'm I'm looking at those elements, which is why I want to talk to as many people as I can about it to to really get like a nice 100%. perspective of it. Yes. So moving from there now, um, um, conspiracy. I want to bring, <laughs> I want to bring mm-hmm. this one in. So I want to share two with you. Okay. No. Okay. Um. Let's first, okay, let's, okay, let's do it like us now. We'll, 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 we'll I'll, I'll tell you the one, we'll talk about it and we'll, and we'll, and we'll come back to, we'll come back to the other one afterwards. Okay. So the first one was the Mohen Mohen. I'm yes. using, I'm using him because, because we all know what he said. So for my listeners that doesn't know, he's the Chief Justice in South Africa. So he's got, he's the most powerful uh, what is it, the most powerful seat in the land, or what's the word for it? Um, he's basically the most powerful seat in the Constitutional Court as a judge. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, just to just to highlight how how powerful is this man? Where does he sit? So, if the president and the deputy president is here, where does he sit in that hierarchy? Is he higher, lower, next to them, or? Okay. So we separate our we separate our country into three branches so mm-hmm. it would be the executive that is the executive is your president your vice president and all the ministers mm. the legislature they deal with um the making and creating of legislation mm-hmm. and then the judiciary mm-hmm. judiciary is your courts and mm-hmm. um how they um uh deal with cases and things so he is basically sitting at the top of the judiciary mm-hmm. so we have a concept where we call the separation of powers where we basically it basically means that you shouldn't Neither one of those need has to interfere with either one, mm-hmm. but it happens inevitably. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, look at our country right now, corruption. <laughs> but anyways, that's conversation for another yeah, day. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's basic. He sits right at the top of the judiciary, and right now, um, when COVID hit, obviously, um, a lot of people had a lot of views specifically pertaining to their rights to freedom and movement and freedom of expression all of that so a lot of rights were infringed let's say yeah but these are um it's all unusual circumstances right now yeah so right now um they had to come up with legislation and that has to be assented by the president um if i'm not mistaken 60 percent of cabinet um votes need to be um uh, they need to add meddling yeah, to have six yeah, yeah, percent yeah, of the yeah, votes yeah, yeah. in the cabinet, and there's some there's some other other requirements, and in that way that legislation can be passed. And within the National Disasters Act, that basically um, allowed government to um, enforce these rules of the restrictions, the curfew, um, liquor bans, cigarette bans, mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. So now, um, obviously, with the vac- 
the vaccine, that's going to have to be legislated. legislated. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely going to be a whole different... Yeah, um, yeah interesting. Kernel. So, in other words, this guy is incredibly powerful yeah. and his power is far-reaching. Yes. And I like the way you put it. So, the conspiracy is as follows. Is that Homie went to the pulpit and he was preaching that if you get this virus, if you get the vaccine, they prick you with this vaccine, mm-hmm. you're getting, I don't know if you're talking computer chip or what exactly, but he was talking this devil thing. Basically, if I go and I'm going to prick you in the arm, you're going to hell, straight up. Okay. So, as outlandish as that sounds, uh, I know uh, of another guy from the pulpit, and this guy is actually, and this is an interesting thing, I won't call his name just in case it bites me in the ass, <laughs> but I will give who he worked for and what, what he actually was a member of parliament for the DA. Yeah. Uh, he was, if my memory serves me, he, um, he was part of the arts and culture portfolio of some sort in Gauteng for a little while. Okay. Um, they also tried to hustle me for some work and never came through. So then for that, but um, he too was also preaching hardcore. So the man is a, he's a, you know, he's got a very good name. You know, he, you yeah. know, he's he's got a very good uh, platform, and he was also talking hardcore, uh, uh, devil and in other world type of type of stuff. Yeah. So these people are saying, and um, yeah, man, these people are saying some scary stuff. Mm-hmm. So what's your take on 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 on? I'm talking specifically on. Um, do you think if I if if this pencil here is a needle and I can mm. prick it in your arm, are you going to hell? Do you believe that? And and what's your what's your take on that? My take is I don't have enough information to be able to say whether it will take me to hell. <laughs> because at the end of the day, I'm I'm a law student, so I have to look at both sides. Right? Yeah, yeah. Or as a law student, so I have to look at both sides of the coin. Um, so basically, the. There's something like with this conspiracy theory, um, a lot of people are pushing their own agendas. Yes. They're pushing their own agendas and um, they're suffering from a lot of scrutiny at the moment. And obviously, going back to how Chief Justice McQueen has so much power, basically, as a judge, anything that affects the country, um, if they want to bring anything in or a case that um, affects, like if I think, I think of the top of my back for an example, State versus Makwanyane, uh-huh. uh, sorry. Yeah. Um, when the death penalty was set, yeah. that was a case where every chief justice has to give an overriding opinion and they give the judgment. Yeah. So um, he has the amount of power to, that's, you can imagine what a chief justice, the amount of power that they Too have. Too much. A lot of power. And Too much. Now, you know, that. Um, I'm not mentioning that that is what's happening, but people can have, um, they have their own agendas and they can try and push it yeah. as far as possible. Oh, yeah. So right now, in terms of the conspiracy, I don't really have an opinion because I don't know anything about it. I mean, the only official website or any form that you can get any information on on the vaccine uh-huh. is on the World Health Organization website. Yeah. Type it in on Google and you can't find anything. <laughs> so at the end of the day, if it was me, I wouldn't take it. I would wait and see how it affects people turning into, I don't know, around me. So, yeah. I like that. I like that. Nice one. Nice one. Nice one. Yeah. I think this is information age. Information is power. Yeah. And uh, the irony is, is that we only uh, 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 listen to information that builds our own prejudice. Exactly. Uh, and that's a problem. Yeah. So this thing is actually growing out of control now because... Um, this conspiracy is actually speaking to because uh, 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 you know in my 
you know, I consider say I'm um, I'm agnostic, you know, but I, I I come from a Christian background. I still, yes. if I'm at home, I'll still take my old lady. You know, I don't mind doing the whole, you know, the Christian thing and yada yada yada. Yeah. And I still respect people who do the religion and so on and so on. So I'm coming in from that perspective. Yeah. Um, I think that some people in the uh, 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 in the church are bound to believe anything that comes from, uh, especially the older those demographic that come from us, uh, you know, a place of power, basically. And these men got serious power. And, um, you know, I think the rhetoric is is, is dangerous because I think that's also going to lead to some hardcore uh, uh, confusion. um, um, And and, and that's going to have some some seriously, seriously ugly... uh, Because at the end of the day, we take vaccines for everything, you know. Like, you can can tell my arm, yeah, when I was in high school, in primary school they gave us this TB the scar still on my right shoulder yeah. you know um, we I had a I think a TB shot and I know I know I had a few vaccines yeah. I'm taking so we take it stuff all the time mm-hmm. what's wrong with this one there's no information about it <laughs> for all I know like this could kill me because like um, one conspiracy that you're hearing is one in Australia where people are saying that um, they've taken the vaccine and then all of a sudden they have HIV. So at the end of the day, there's so much, there's so much misinformation and um, a lot of misunderstandings where the only people who can be held accountable is the people who make the vaccine, provide us with information and tell us what is in it, what are the side effects. If not, I cannot... I, I can't take it. <laughs> um, there was this. This is this sort of the um, the second uh, conspiracy, and this one I think, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, kind of hits home a bit closer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it uh, kind of like what you're saying kind of leads to that one. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I was watching the news this morning, and I was trying to read up what I can, and there was still no mention of any South African company yeah. or doctors uh, 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 who's got a COVID nineteen vaccine patent. Like it's either okay. coming from India, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the BRICS countries, or yeah. the West, yes. right? And those people having, you know, I mean, history will tell you they they don't really have a very good relationship with us black people on the continent. That's so, um, honestly, uh, me, I would like to, that's also why I would try to invite more. Um, I, I mean, I was looking, what actually people aren't coming to the, to the party, man. They just don't want to speak to me. Yeah. And I've, yeah, I... I get it. They don't want to speak to me. So yeah. I have to find my information some other way because mm-hmm. I'd like to get really into there to, 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 to know why um, or what's wrong with our doctors, what's wrong with our... <coughs> why can't this? Why can't this? Why, why do we have to pay billions, for example, to India? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that one to me... So doesn't... Yeah. So I guess the conspiracy... I guess the conspiracy is, is that um, these vaccines has never really been very good to black people. Okay. Um... And, um, you know, I guess that one there still has me on the fence. Do you have an opinion on that? Um, honestly, I'm also on the fence, but I'm bordering, um, I'm bordering on whether it does actually have an impact on black people. Because end of the day, um, there was a video that went viral. I do not know where it is, but it is um, basically it is um, the leaders of the free world, mm. and it's, it's a white man who is say who basically said that black people are deplorable. Give them the vaccine. Mm. Um, if anything happens, um, we're not part of the global economy, and 
that's quoted. So at the end of the day, there's a lot of conspiracies and especially with which countries are making the virus and who, who are they giving it to. I feel like at the end of the day, um, the, the virus has affected the economy, each economy separately. Yeah, hardcore. And every country on their own or nation or whatever will try and find ways to make their own um, to make their own country well again. Mm-hmm. So um, my theory is that um, you know each country is going to try and there's there's a lot of there's a lot of politics involved in this. Too much. Too much politics, and um, it can lead to a lot of. Um, discomfort especially with um, foreigners so right now I feel like I am <laughs> I'm on the fence I'm right on the fence <laughs> yes yeah man um, um, it's a tricky one um, it's a tricky one um, yeah um, <clears throat> I know that um, there's another theory this is not a conspiracy mm-hmm. theory um, or is it that, um, I mean, um, I, I read an article early on that, um, what's this guy, this uh, Rupert, Johan Rupert, that he kind of skipped in line. I think it's somewhere in Europe, Switzerland, I think. Don't quote yes. me on that. He skipped in line to get, you know, his vaccine. Okay. So if rich people are running to get the vaccine, then you know there's got to be something. There's got to be something there. Because if rich people yeah. are going, because if, basically, if, um, if the capitalist, if the top capitalist class is running for the vaccine, then shush, because I know um, they're rolling it out. Uh, I know in Brazil they've got they've been rolling out there too. Yeah. In India they've got a plan there too. So the BRICS countries are all coming to the in Russia too are coming to the are coming to the thing. Why why stuff lagging here on the continent? Yeah. I know there there is where I'm in the I'm in the dog. Uh, I'm yeah I'm in the fence there. I don't know what the hell is going on there. Mm-hmm. But with regards to everything else, jeez man, yeah you know, mana is what it is. You know, yeah. uh, uh, I, I don't believe any of that other nonsense. But um, yeah. I do know that there are people who do believe it and. Everybody will have their own agenda. Yeah, their own opinion. and I think it's gonna it's gonna give birth to a very potentially a very disorganized, Definitely. untrusting. We won't trust each other. Yeah, I've come to visit your house, and because you feel I've I'm either vaccinated or not vaccinated, so I'm yeah. either loud or not allowed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I mean there was rumors about if you take the if you don't take the vaccine. Um, you won't be able to. You won't be allowed to go to work, or you won't be allowed to yeah. be part of going go to a shop. Yeah. You need to show that you actually took took yeah. the vaccine. But that is obviously a conspiracy. Something I've heard. Something that's just popping. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, there's just without or not any amount of information, you know, on the thing. What can we do? We can. I just heard. And this, if this is a conspiracy, everybody is listening to this conspiracy. <laughs> make this one come true. They said if you take that prick in your arm, they're gonna eradicate your debt. They're gonna wipe clean oh, your wow. debt. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I would. I think I need to change my opinion then. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. Uh, what do something along the lines of something with your credit and your good credit? This. And, oh wow. Yeah. It it it, it seems way too good. To be way. True. Yeah. And I don't think capitalism allows for any of that. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that um. 
that they are just like we got we got to work uh, we got to work when i know yeah. musicians if they got to go jam if they got to fly to cape town go jam there they probably going to have to have some certificates so at the end of the day we can have our opinions but you know they capitalism always wins mm-hmm. so yeah i think at the end of the day you can have your opinion but as i said <laughs> capitalism. capitalism so like with your side on um, on your side man your uh, your friends um yes. because you guys are so because i could understand that the whole year was so i guess your brain was so wide on just finishing the year yeah. and the stress and the whole i have to have to have having to change everything with regards to covid yeah um do you are you uh, do your friends talk about this thing often or or is it like ah, you know i think it's whatever like, i think it's like you know half half of our half of the people that I know do and half of the people don't yeah um most people are concerned right now with as always or you know they're concerned about getting work mm. and work right now not just in um the private sector because funding is so yeah. it's so low in government as well government really um or government owned entities state owned entities mm. they are not receiving a lot of funding mm. right now so um jobs are scarce the trenchments are happening yes yeah. um the whole thing that's happening right now in Kimberley the strikes at the SABC um people are losing jobs left right and center and right now we're just trying to yeah stay keep our heads um above water that's a very sobering point that yeah. um I totally 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 get you that because at the end of the day you have to work exactly and I think the one thing that actually pushed us and it's a blessing to say covid had as much as it was negative it had yeah. some positives yeah yeah tell me about that um basically it a lot of law students or students in general are forced to find work immediately after the they graduate mm. they don't have the time to think about what they actually want to do and i mean you can't tell me like every student who goes and studies that they know exactly what they want to do when they get out of varsity you get some of them mm. but most majority of us know mm. so right now it has been a breather for a lot of students to actually think back and actually broaden their minds how far can they degree take them and it's, it's pushed me to an extent where um i went and inquired whether i can work at the army yeah as a law as a lawyer and they do hire um lawyers and i would have never thought about that if it was yeah. in during my studies i was a very commercial. interesting point Yeah. That's super interesting. I think it pushed a lot of students to think how far you, and how original you can be now. Like where can you uh, work? What can you bring up yourself? Uh, and I think I think covid will definitely breed a lot of entrepreneurs. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um I want to make a point on that um is that I've I've um yes this uh, fourth industrial revolution. Yeah. is making us um, we have to so a lot Get of jobs has now become obsolete mm-hmm. um funny enough i thought it would actually happen much quicker this year but yeah. maybe i'm not looking in the right areas mm-hmm. because um yeah anyway so i know that um uh, and with the when was it the 2008 global crisis um the gig economy especially in the west but um kick started uh, yeah. most of most of those economies you okay. know so out of that apps like uber um um airbnb and yeah. those type of apps all all, all came out mm-hmm. um after that crisis and um there's all what do they call it there's a word for it man um it's it, it's where people don't work in offices anymore 
So I know the whole office space thing has been has also been worked out. Um, yeah. It's just actually, if you look at it, actually cost businesses a hell of a lot of money. Most definitely. You can just have your employees um, yeah. work from home. Mm-hmm. It also cuts down on um, uh, traffic, um, and that has an impact on the environment. Yeah. So I know that there's a lot of that type of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm coming up through here, and um, I was noticing during the hard lockdown, um, it was cold. This is very, very cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was trying to think of, I mean, I'm, I'm not a, 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 a web developer programmer or I don't have the skills to learn, but I was trying to think of like other apps and stuff that that, that, that could make our lives a bit more because, you know, you have you, yeah. you very specific needs, you know, Definitely. Um, and everyone. Yeah. So I was thinking, so I'm sure there's a lot of entrepreneurs who's, who's thinking, most definitely um, um, around that and like with law um, and this is yeah we're gonna make this point and then sort of close off after that um, I read up um, that the fourth industrial revolution is actually impacting the law field pretty hard yeah um, I've, I've read that um, and it makes sense like you know in the past you can just bribe a judge and you can get your way you know mm-hmm. so you know you have a lobbyist you can just lobby your ideas and you don't have to do no time no nothing yeah. and now they might have AI doing that mm-hmm. can you tell me a little bit about that mm-hmm. is that true and when and how it be implemented and what it is to the best of my knowledge and I feel like that's just repetitive as a lawyer um, the fourth industrial revolution definitely has an impact um, on um, the legal system, especially in South Africa, because um, we it's difficult to go tech based in the legal system. It's yeah. very, very difficult. Interesting. Because um, interesting. I did an elective last last year, um, electronic and internet law, mm. and basically we heard about a lot of amendments that was going on and ideas that was going on. Like um, there were some ideas, and it's being practiced around the world, um, somewhere around the world, and it is getting an online based like court system uh-huh. so um, basically you will get an um, an electronic system that will give you a judgment or um, they will tell you what what will um, what will be the best scenario yeah, or yeah. What, what will be the best damages that can be afforded yeah. to you or um, remedies so that is an idea but it's difficult to implement it because everything is so paper based you need to keep court files and there's always the, the question about hacking uh, and that electronic systems can be hacked very easily you can uh, lose uh, uh, um, with, uh, um, what we face in South Africa load shedding you, know, <laughs> you don't save document or whatever Boom, electronic, it's gone, it's gone. so I do not think that it's going to have it's going to surface interesting yeah interesting um, there's a um, um, and this is <laughs> from 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 an art perspective. Yeah. There's a uh, uh, there's a artificial intelligence that can write that can write poetry. So okay. um, you take the camera and I guess the, the device and you point it towards something. So the, so 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 the, so the YouTube word that we were checking out, um, um, it was like they took it like in a field somewhere mm-hmm. and it showed like at the point the camera showed us some tree somewhere and I wrote a poem about the tree. Okay. So um, the poetry wasn't that bad, which was the weird part. And there's also a, a thing that you can, but I mean, I think this technology has been existing re- with regards to, to, to visual art. So you just program, you must, uh, wow. you know, draw, paint a face or that look, looks like yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And then the program actually does it, you know. Interesting. But um, I don't see, I don't see how that thing can replace actual creativity. Exactly. Because um, it can't think for itself. There needs to be somebody that, um, that says, Write 
a poem about click 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 exactly. or paint something i don't think it can conceptualize on its own or i mean if artificial intelligence gets there that's that's game over definitely in the world as in the world as no that's totally as 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 token so yeah man i think um in closing julian yes. uh it's still early in the year 2021 uh you excited about the year you okay that's a, that's a stupid yeah. question <laughs> that's a stupid question are you or rather how do you see the year you know let's say six months from now i think that um right now it's just a case about you know make sure that you are you are safe um, finding don't put yourself in a position where you can be um where you can contract the virus and in terms of work just keep looking i encourage <laughs> just keep looking and i encourage anybody who is a student out there just to um if you don't feel discouraged because um i've been rejected by 30 40 different places yeah. well, i haven't heard from half of them yeah so it is it is tough out there but just keep looking you're going to find something and yeah no it's exciting it's exciting post post 2020 covid post covid world post covid world yeah no. that you all living uh this this there's this meme there's a few actually uh, there's a few of these sci-fi movies that was written in the late 90s early 2000s yeah that from the year like the mad max franchise was written i think that thing aired in 1984 83 there are yeah. in the early 80s um and it was all happening in the year 2021 wow <laughs> yeah no funny there was a movie that actually came out it wasn't too long ago i think it was 2 years ago and it and it actually um that was the exact same situation that we find ourselves in now it was a virus that um took away um took away your um yes i think it's, I, i think i know which one you talking yeah. about yeah but so there's a lot of people seeing these things and Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah, we we'll see. I don't I don't I don't think it's going to get to Mad Max, but I think it's yeah. going to get pretty mad. It's going to get Mad-ish. pretty crazy. The worst I think is still yet to come. Yeah. It's not Yeah, I think so too. It's not what COVID is, it's post-COVID. What are they fix because the economy is going to be wrecked. It's already well, I guess it's for us people like me and you to see if we can rescue at least our own economy. Exactly. And I mean and then we can start rescuing the, the rest of the country. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Especially like with the arts. Yeah. I mean everything is going take place for the industrial revolution and I hope that they will definitely be more um progress for that man. Yeah, man, that's my job, man. That's yeah. my job. Of course. Thanks Julian, man. This was great, man. Thanks for coming through. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for, for rescuing me. Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm glad uh, you are. Shot in closing I'll keep up to I'll keep keep you up to speed with where and when is the, we uh, we we publish episode no problem I hope you yeah, and I yeah maybe the army can call you or somebody I hope all things work out man and and and, and, and I hope it works out man and 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 that but more just like things for 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 rescue me today man no, no problem Shot. thanks for having me thank you Cheers. Hey everybody. Um I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um you know once again thanks up to uh to Julian man. You know, he, I pulled him in at the 11th hour. Um uh, cuz like I said in the intro, the patient I was in or the covid patient, ex covid patient I was talking to they dropped me for like the umpteenth time and uh yeah, that's not cool. Um this broadcasting gig is a lot tougher than I thought man. So um big up big up team and I thought he had some really interesting things to say especially with regards to um entrepreneurship. 
and I know he's a he's a very enthusiastic, hardworking fellow, and I really wish him all of the best moving forward. And I and I know he'll um, yeah, he's gonna make a lot of money one day, absolutely. Um, moving forward, man. Next week, um, next episode, um, I'm talking to Renee van Rensburg. So if you remember, I spoke to her in December, um, and we spoke about. Um, but you know, so she's somebody I want to touch base with at least say once every two months or so. Um, we're gonna touch base about um, about we're gonna continue with the same vein. Um, talk about um, COVID and where it's going and about its yeah the politics, especially around the Eastern Cape. And I'll give my point of view on the Northern Cape and Gauteng. And um, we're also gonna touch base about or talk about um, when and when when is the arts opening up? You know what um, what can we look forward to for the rest of the year? And also have some fun. You know. So I hope you guys tune into that. And remember to check us out on all the platforms, all the streaming platforms. You know, shout outs. Um, as always um, comments is always appreciated highly appreciative and thanks to all the new listeners you know i see guys that there's always new guys tuning in every week and thanks a lot to that man i hope you guys enjoy what we have to say this is an arts-based platform but we talk about you know um everything that is that that matters you know so look forward to more cool episodes coming and catch you next week bye bye